0: Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for the day that you've given us. We appreciate the opportunity to conduct these studies in this way. We pray that this will be a blessing to us and to those that hear us. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, All Will Be Revealed. And our passage for this study is John chapter 16, verses 12 and 13 from the King James Version. I have yet many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. John 16, 12 and thirteen, All will be revealed. What I'd like to do is focus on these verses in a different way than we usually use them. Jesus said this originally in conjunction with the fact that he was coming to the end of his ministry and there were more things that he wanted to share with the disciples, but they just weren't ready. They were not prepared to do them. And so he said, look, You don't understand this. You're not ready for this. But when the Holy Spirit comes, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. So there's more that you need to learn. Now's not the time. And we really don't have a lot of time. (laughs) So um, you and I don't have time together like that. And so you're going to learn more. So now Jesus prepares himself for the crucifixion. That takes place. He dies, he's resurrected. He spends 40 days with them. Then he leaves, and 10 days later, the Holy Spirit is poured out. Okay, So obviously what he wanted to tell them was even much bigger than can be told in the 40 days after his crucifixion and resurrection. Right. It was a lot. And they were not ready for it. The way that I'd like to look at that verse, and I'm going to use another verse as well where Jesus said something, and even though, again, the con- I'm using a broader context than just the original way that, was, that it was mentioned. If you look at Mark 4.22, and this is said in a couple of places, in Mark 4.22, Jesus says, "'For there is nothing hid "'which shall not be manifested, "'neither was anything kept secret,' but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Okay. Again, he was talking here in terms of parables and the teaching and the word of God. But here's what I would like to focus on using the principles outlined in these two sets of passages. There are many things in life that we do not understand today. There are things that uh, perplex us now. Uh, relating to the origin of sin, the plan of salvation, why it took so long, why God allowed certain things, why he allows certain things in our lives. And it is possible for these subjects, if we just dwell on them without getting the answers that we want, to introduce doubt. I know people that have expressed to me that they're in a particular place spiritually or have abandoned religion outright because they couldn't get those answers and those things bothered them and they felt that God should answer them and and why they weren't hearing the answer. And a lot of times we use one of my verses that, that's appropriate for this, not just as a dismissive verse, but a verse that explains why we shouldn't necessarily expect to have every bit of information. Normally, I would point to Deuteronomy 29, 29, which says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed are for us and our children, right? That we may do this law. That is is really where it ends. But the point being, God has the prerogative to keep some things secret. There are some things that are either too big for us or not for us. As a parent... You know that there are things that you will disclose a lot of things to your children, but there are certain things that are not appropriate for them. And it's your prerogative to maintain those. And these are true. I don't, I'm not saying be, that I suddenly don't believe that anymore. What I'm saying is that both in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy, we, we are given hope that things that are bothering us now will be answered in the hereafter. We know for a fact, the Bible teaches us, that after the second coming, the books will be laid open to the redeemed, who will then get to see the workings of God in the salvation of men, and will be able to then understand during the 1,000 years why people that you thought you would see in heaven, you don't, and even how did so-and-so make it. I didn't think there was any shot that they would make it based on what I saw of their life or what I knew of their life. And we'll see that God appealed to every person and we will see the ways in which he did and we'll see whether they accepted or rejected. And that transparency is there, not because God enjoys gossip, because he absolutely does not, but because God, whose government is built upon the foundation of love, is open and transparent in his dealings with mankind and the universe at large so that we understand and appreciate what he's doing and how he's done it. But that doesn't always mean that at every moment of our existence, we're prepared for the information that God even wants to give us. So Jesus in John 16 is expressing to his disciples, on this last night when he had the supper with them, he's expressing to them, there's more stuff that I wanted to tell you. This three and a half years was not enough to convey all the things I wanted to convey to you, but you are unable to deal with it now. You can't bear it now. And I feel as though the Lord tells us this for more than one reason that the lord lo- that there are things going on in in our lives there are situations that we're encountering there are things we want to know about the great controversy and the history of mankind and and even things in our our personal lives or the lives of of family members and the lord is saying my child i love you and i do want to communicate those things to you i do want you to not be perplexed but you're not prepared for that answer you're not you You're not going to understand it properly in your sinful condition. You are not prepared to deal with the implications of it. If I were to show it to you, it is a, a complex topic and you're not going to get it all in one sitting. You need to trust me because that is important. And I think we need to look at all of those, you know, those are variations of answers that as a parent. I have felt towards my children at different times when they were answering, when they were asking, requesting certain things. And I feel, based on the biblical record, that that applies to us too, as children of God. And when those thoughts come to me in my moments of perplexity, I recognize that from a logical perspective, It makes sense to trust a God who you know loves you. I know from various experiences in my life that God loves me. I know he loves me more than I love myself. I know that God is determined to save me, despite sometimes my very best efforts to be lost. I know that God reveals to me various things at various times as a means of comfort and encouragement. And that there are things that I'm probably not prepared to accept or understand. But if I trust him, if I look at all the evidence I have of his love for me and his purposes in dealing with me, if I look at those and say, he is intent on saving me, and rather than me being perplexed by this thing for which I lack sufficient info, if I trust him and allow him to save me. Cooperate with his salvation of me. Don't oppose his salvation of me. In eternity, I can get those answers because I will be in a different frame of mind, a different state of mind, a different caliber of mind. I will be in a place to appreciate some of the things. Maybe things that I see during the 1,000 years will help me. We know that the Holy Spirit enlightened the apostles over a great period of time. It's not just as though Jesus said, hey, there's so much I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Holy Spirit comes, you'll get that information. He'll lead you into all truth. Then Jesus leaves, Holy Spirit shows up on the day of Pentecost, and boom, the apostles know everything that day. It, it still wasn't a day process. It still took time. We can see the unfolding of his will and his information throughout the, the book of Acts. We see that it was not all in one day. Likewise, the things that perplex us, understanding certain elements of the great controversy, understanding how our lives have been, how God has worked in our lives and with family members, that information is probably not a here, sit down for 20 minutes and let me explain this to you, type of a thing. We see in the Bible where Daniel did not understand a part of a vision he was given. Right, Daniel chapter 8, he's given this vision, and he doesn't understand it, all of it. He understands some pieces of it, but he doesn't understand all of it. And he's he continues to pray about this. And in Daniel chapter 9, the angel is sent again to help him right? Angel is sent again to help him. And even then, there's still a portion of it he doesn't understand. He got better understanding on most of it. Still a piece he doesn't understand. The angel says, don't worry about it. Go thy way. This, it's sealed up until the time of the end. This indicates that God is always looking to reveal information. That even though he has the prerogative that certain things will be secret because he is God, it doesn't mean that he just hides behind that all the time. Go away, stop asking questions, that's not your business. He doesn't operate like that. And we can take comfort in the fact that he wants to share all of those things with us, that he wants to explain so many things to us, but we're not prepared to deal with those things now. Let's trust him, let's trust him. His dealings with us—we we all have experiences where He's dealt with us, and yeah, there are certain things that we wonder why it didn't work out the way that we want. But there are other areas where we know God did for us way above what we should have deserved, and we know that He did that. And He's not inconsistent. The Bible teaches us that, and even in our own interaction, even with these questions, we know that He's not inconsistent. So we need to trust Him in those places and say, "Look, I know that the Lord." is looking to do this. I have faith in his dealings with me. Even though in this particular area, I wish he would say something or show me or or do this thing. But I know from these other 18 areas, these other 25 areas, these other bunch of areas, that he wants what's best for me. And given every opportunity, he does what's best for me. So let me trust him. Rather than allow a lack of understanding or an open question to cause us to sever our relationship with God or to fall out of harmony with Him or to get into a weird place because we're upset with Him. Let's continue our relationship on the basis of the things He has done and the promises He continues to make. Because in eternity, we have every opportunity to get those other things answered. There's nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Right? That's the way it says in Mark. In Mark it says that, but in Luke 2 it says, For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. God intends to share with us the riches of the universe. He intends to share with us the mystery of the great controversy. He intends to share these things with us, the the awesomeness of the sacrifice of Christ. And some of these things are not gonna happen instantly. They're going to take time. They're going to require us to have our glorified bodies with our glorified minds, with with our senses that are undimmed. Let us trust God. Let's not let these areas, these concerns be a wedge in our relationship, but let's trust him that he does intend to take care of it and that every perplexity that we experience in this life will ultimately be uncovered and revealed and manifested for us to the glory of God. Our verse again, John 16, 12 through 13, I have yet many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy and goodness to us. We want to thank you for your love. We want to thank you for all that you have done for us things that we absolutely don't deserve. Help us to remember in our wrestling, in our our concern, in, in our perplexity, help us to remember that you want us to be comforted, that you want to share things with us. And we may not be ready for that. Please help us to trust you regardless. Help us to hold on to your promises by faith and help us to accept your salvation so that we'll be in a position to get this information over eternity. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions@asbzone.com. at We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.